Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. A quick content warning. In this episode, we talk about toxic diet culture. Please be advised that topics may include mentions of weight loss and gain, examples of fat bias, and discussions on disordered and restrictive eating. Please use your own discretion if any of these are difficult or triggering topics for you. Thank you. Hey, Hanbots and Hanbros. Housekeeping. Quick little content warning, some current events, and some updates. Starting off by saying that this episode gets a little heavy. There is talk of um, the fear of child loss, as well as toxic diet culture and eating disorders, including orthorexia. So I just wanted to let you guys know that we do discuss these uh, in quite a bit of detail. So please use caution when listening to this episode. Secondly, I want to say thank you to our newest Patreon members, Amanda Allen and El Malky. Thank you so much for becoming members. You guys are awesome. There is quite a few little bits of bonus content in this episode if you are a Patreon member and our tiers start at $5. So if you want to support the show, uh, you can head over there. The link is in the show notes. And then lastly, we have some uh, tragic news out of the MLM world. On August 31st of 2022, founder of Market America, J.R. Reidinger, uh, passed away from a pulmonary embolism while he was on vacation with his family in Croatia. So we send our thoughts out to his family in this difficult time. And lastly, on September 8th, Thursday afternoon, Buckingham Palace confirmed the death of Queen Elizabeth II. I know we have a lot of listeners in the UK, and so I wanted to send my love to the British nation and Commonwealth and the royal family. Rest in love and peace, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we're going to be talking about an MLM that you guys, literally, I got an email about it the other day asking about this MLM. You guys ask about it in the comments all the time. And there's no better way to talk about an MLM than to talk about it with somebody who is in deep. So I would like to welcome to the show, Adelie Taziri. Adelie, welcome. 
Hi, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. I have binged, listened to every single one of your episodes on my way out of the MLM world and it was super helpful. Um, So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I love hearing that that happens because that was one of the whole things I was hoping would happen. So it's great that people who are leaving MLM are finding uh, some help and support through the process. That's awesome. That makes me feel great. Yeah. It made me feel like I wasn't alone in it. And that like, you know, it is something that people have to like actually get out of and deal with. And absolutely. So let's talk about the MLM that you were a part of. And that MLM is drumroll. Arbonne. (laughs) Go Arbonne. Good old Arbon. Yep. I, I, I've never really done like a deep dive. I know we've talked about Arbon on the podcast, but you have a totally different story with a totally different mm-hmm. experience. And we want to tell as many experiences as we can, because there's somebody out there who's listening, who's sitting there going, she still hasn't like hit on anything that's happened to me before. Mine's um, not like that. <laughs> right. My MLM isn't like that. So absolutely. We're going to talk about Arvon today. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. How did you get in? Where were you at? And uh, what was going on in your life? Yeah. So I was incredibly anti-MLM. I knew about them from the beginning. And, you know, I always come back to this episode of The Office with, you know, Jim going through a whole pyramid scheme. And Jim basically just like highlights the whole thing that it is a pyramid. And I always went back to that being like, it is. I don't understand why people don't get this. And someone that was really close to me, uh, we're going to call her Sue, just to save face here. Um, She was with Arbonne for a very long time. Um, Pretty much like, I don't even, ever since I can remember, she wanted me to get into the products and the business. And I would always say, no, no, no. Like, don't even talk to me about it. Absolutely not. And then I went to a party and... Uh, her upline who was or is one of her very best friends also in her church helps take care of her children like they're very close basically like a second mom to her she was doing this party in the party she said that we are all killing our babies by using toxins um, sunscreen shampoo stuff with parabens all these different things and that Arbon has better products that won't you know you won't be killing your baby and At the time I was pregnant, I had severe anxiety that I didn't know that I had until way after pregnancy. And so it hit on all those anxieties. A newly pregnant mom, you're freaking out no matter what, freaking out over everything. And to hear that I'm possibly killing my babies by using shampoo or lotion or sunscreen, it it like hit home and got me pretty good. So I dove into the products. I literally went through and got rid of everything that I owned, makeup, shampoo, deodorant, I mean, everything, and bought all Arbon. I like had a complete freak out. And so I became a preferred client under this Sue person so that I could get a 20% discount and bought. She was like, oh, you should be a consultant because it actually would be a lot cheaper. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not in this for that. I am just going to buy products. And I bought all the products. I mean, I went to town. (laughs) I mean, they get you with that greenwashing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like saying that Arbonne has um, 2,200 chemicals that they ban and that, you know, those chemicals are in all of our personal care products here in the U.S. And we've, you know, we see, I still even say it, uh, Arbonne follows... 
the EU standards and that, you know, the U.S. allows any and everything and the FDA doesn't care. And so I just, I, yeah, it was bad for me. (laughs) Bad for me and my anxiety and my wallet. Yeah. I hear about that a lot. The greenwashing, like the, you know, yeah, absolutely. You're killing your babies. You're destroying this, you, you know, you're, you know, you're absorbing all these toxins through your skin. You don't even know what goes through your skin. I mean, what exactly are the toxins that, you know what I mean? Like, what do yeah. they mean when they say toxins? That was like the key word that we used in Arbon was toxins. You want to get rid of toxins. You want to do this, you know, like you don't want to put toxins on your body. You want to make sure you do these cleanses so that you can get rid of all the toxins. Um, there was certain skincare products that would pull toxins out of your face and <laughs> face specific toxins. Yes. These <laughs> toxins that you get by walking around outside in the pollution. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. You, here you are a newly pregnant new mom to be, uh, yes. it's already scary when you don't know anything and you're like, okay, this is very time sensitive and I don't have a lot of time to figure it all out. And you're asking friends and the people that you trust are saying you're killing your baby with the shampoo you're using right now. And you're just like, oh my God, where can I buy all the not baby killing things? Yeah. And well, actually what really got me was I had this shampoo in my shower that was for like dry skin. So it was for like dry scalp and it helped with all of that. And I used it and I was like, I should see what's on this. And I look on the back and it's like, um, silicelic acid or whatever that is. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't think I should be putting this on my skin while I'm pregnant. And so that's what really like set me off. I like had a complete meltdown. I called my midwife. I was like losing my mind. Um, and I literally thought I was going to be killing my child by putting shampoo on my hair. And I was like, I did it. I did it. I killed him. <laughs> wow. No, salicylic acid is, is totally baby safe. Oh, <laughs> At least pregnancy God. safe. I would think, I don't know. Uh, It's in most, most acne and oily products uh, for skin and hair. Yeah. So it would make sense that the salicylic acid would help dry out what was ever causing your dry scalp to begin with. Well, I couldn't let it kill my baby. So I had to move on from that. (laughs) It's like you look at the ingredients list and the first ingredients is toxins. Yeah, it was a toxin. So they totally got me. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, But as far as the business goes, you know, I had quit my full-time job in marketing. I am a marketing major um, and I was doing PR at the time and SEO. So I quit my full-time job and I wanted to just do consulting and be home with, you know, my kid. And so I started also thinking about like, where else can I make money in life? I'm just going to be hanging out at home. Like, what can I be doing? And I was actually really into Beachbody at the time. Loved it hated the products. I thought they were terrible. Loved the workouts because I could do it from home. And they had like even, you know, maternity ones. And I got obsessed with this girl, but her handle was foodie girl fitness. And she was like the number one beach body coach for a very long time. But what I liked about her was that she would talk about, you know, quote unquote body positivity and how it's all about you know, making sure that you're doing your workouts, but being healthy about it as far as what you're eating and fueling your body. And, you know, who cares if you have a little bit of tummy because we're still working out, we're still waking up every day. And even if I don't want to do it, I'm going to do it for my health and my wellness and my, my mental health. And that's 
kind of like I needed that at that time in my life. And so I got super into her. I was following her, obsessed with her, um, listened to her. You can't sip with us podcast or whatever it's called. So I was actually contemplating joining Beachbody. And at that time, literally, like I was talking to my husband about it. This Sue person called me and was like, hey, um, I wanted to see, I have an extra ticket to a car party. One of the people on um, my downline or like in my, you know, teams got their car. And so they're throwing a party. It's just going to be lots of fun. We're going to have drinks and food and, you know, raffles and all this stuff. And it'll be a ton of fun. And a I was like, car um, party. Yes, this was a thing. Every single person that got a car had a car party and it was presented to them at the car parties. And the whole point of the car parties, I learned later on in my journey, is to bring people so they can see that it, you can be successful in this. It's not just something that, that it's like some random person has a car. Like, you know, someone now you're looking at them being handed a car. Right. And now yeah. all that dopamine is telling you, oh my you God. need your own car party now. Yes. Oh my God. I can do this. I need that white car. So she invited me to the car party. I was already kind of considering joining an MLM with Beachbody. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, it just kind of clicked. I could join Arbonne. It's, you know, similar thing. And so I was like, no, I really don't want to go to that car party. It sounds terrible. But I was thinking about joining the business. <laughs> and she jumped on that. Um, I was actually already a consultant. I had moved up to consultant level because I was buying so many products that it only made sense to get the higher discount. I would say real quick, I feel like that's intentional, right? I feel 100%. like they will make tell you those two levels so close, but so different that it's just like, well, why not? Might as well. Might as well. Absolutely. No, it is definitely, that is, that's the plan. It's not about the, you know, the preferred clients. The whole thing was to get your preferred clients to become consultants. Yes, you nailed it on the head. But yeah, so there was no fanfare because I was already just a consultant. It wasn't like, yay, she signed up because I already did. So basically what I had to do to qualify for the first level was $1,000 of what they call QV. And that's like qualifying volume. So qualifying volume is retail volume, but it doesn't count for like, you know, like if you were to buy something out of the Arbon boutique, or if you were to buy yourself business cards or pamphlets or, you know, catalogs, that doesn't count as qualifying volume. You had to do a thousand in QV to get to the first level. Cumulative or is that like for the month? Anytime. Well, so it's month, it's like a month sprint. Um, so the beginning of the month to the very, like literally the last second of the day or the last day of the month. And you would work that hard until then. So let's say if I, if it's the first day of the month and I bought enough products and I say that specifically, I bought enough products to get myself that thousand dollar QV to, you know, qualify for the first level. Then I have the rest of the 29 days or 30 days to finish that qualification. Well, I bought my, all my products. <laughs> I was in qualification within like literally the first day. And so I, but I was like, I'm just going to do this products. I just want to do, like, I'm not going to recruit anyone. I hate MLMs. I think they're so dumb. Like it's so scammy and predatory and I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to use my marketing degree 
to market the shit out of this, get people to buy it. I'm going to get my Mercedes like tomorrow by doing marketing because that's what I do. (laughs) Okay. Totally. For sure. I'm feeling you. So what is, what is that thousand QV look like? Like how much approximately on average would that cost you? It was roughly $800 with shipping. Yikes. Yeah. So it's not dollar for dollar really. No. Well, some are more, some are probably less depending. Yeah. And as a consultant, you would get 35% off. And so it actually counted for the retail volume, which in my mind, I was like, oh, well, that's nice. They're trying to be helpful. No. Um, And then the shipping was just insanity. They actually went to a flat rate shipping at some point because people were complaining about it. It was literally by weight. And so I think my very first order, I paid like $70 in shipping. (laughs) Yeah, it was insane. And I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous, but whatever. It is what it is. And, you know just went along with it. I mean, isn't it wild with the sunk cost fallacy, even in the beginning will like make you think you're paying so much in shipping. That's ridiculous. Cause mm-hmm. there is flat rate options and you're like, well, it is what it is. It's part of doing business. This mm-hmm. is what being a business owner looks like. Yep. I mean, we are taught all of these things that yep. are not it's necessarily true. All yeah. of this is a write-off. So you can pay $70 in taxes for that because then the $800 uh, you know, other than that is a write-off. Okay. All right. right. Well, let's keep going. (laughs) Oh, geez. Um, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do everything my way. I'm not going to follow what they say. I'm going to market it and follow my, you know, marketing intuition. So I created myself like a website and, uh, oh man, I forgot about this. I had a, uh, handle that I created and my website was at first, the very first time was chemical free mama. Uh, and I was told that I'm not allowed to say chemical free because <laughs> there are some good chemicals. It just depends on how much you put it on your skin. Does it work or does it not? So you don't want to put like too much of the chemicals, but Arbon used just enough. So it's not chemical free. So then I, I went to purely balanced mama, (laughs) purely balanced mama. And that was my handle of my website. And I created this whole website. I was blogging. Like I was doing all the things that I would do if I was an actual business. Well, I was told, no, that's not going to work. Like literally went to my uplines house, sat down and showed her my, my website. I was so excited. I was like, oh yeah, this is going to work. I'm super jazzed. And she like was completely disinterested, wouldn't even look at it. And she was basically like, that's not going to work. You need to do it this way. This is the way we have it. This is the way that we have perfected it. You want to do it the way we're telling you to do it. Because, you know, I think now, like now that I think back on it, it's like, I don't think that they actually wanted us to do it the right way, like the way a business would, because people would then go, it's a freaking MLM. Like I'm not going to buy from you, but if you do it the way that they wanted you to do it, where you're connecting and making friendships and getting people to buy into you first and then your business, it's harder for them to say no. Well, yeah. I mean, the deception is the best part of the MLM. Like without the deception, the MLM doesn't work. 
So they're, they're like, no, no, no. Real business isn't going to work in a scam. So we can't do real business. Also, if you're doing real business and people start catching on that you're doing real business and they start doing real business, they're going to also realize that they don't own their own business either. Yeah. That this doesn't yeah. actually work. This isn't actually a real business because you can't follow business practices. Well, it doesn't the truth would the unravel it all. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was, I was totally gaslit in that moment. And I felt, I felt bad about myself. Like I felt like, oh man, you know, like I don't, I'm, I'm messing this up already. Like, am I going to fail already? All I wanted to do to come into this thing was sell products and do it in the way that I was taught through school. I mean, I paid for a marketing degree and you're telling me that it, it won't work that way. Like I just felt really gross about it. Just kind of, I don't know. So we kind of stepped back a little bit actually in that moment. And so they, they got all weird. They were like, okay, we're going to, we need you to come to this training. There's an Arbon training. It was like an actual big thing. I guess they would do it. There's global training conference, which is the big one. And then there's, they would travel around and, you know, go to different places and people would come to those. And so there was actually one in Denver. And so I was like, all right, I'll go to it. See what this is all about. In my mind, I'm like, I think I'm done. I don't want to do this. My husband and I had actually just moved out of our dream home that we had built so that I could be a stay-at-home mom. And so it was kind of also in the back of my head, like, no, you need to do this for your family. You, you made a promise. You have seen this work. You have seen, you know, people who have the car, you, you know, like Sue's best friend and her direct upline is a regional vice president who has the car, which is the third level. Her sister was a regional vice president. Their best friend was a regional vice president. So at the house, there would be like six Mercedes outside, you know, when we were just out hanging out. So I knew all these people. Yeah. So, you seem so close to it. You're like, I know yeah. so many people. You don't even look at the exponential aspect of it, of how many people are also on the team that are not there that factor in how difficult it is to get that car because exactly. it's just you and a couple other people hanging out with a bunch of people that have the car. Right. So like my Arbon mama, as they say, her direct upline was the regional vice president who was like our team leader. So she was my like Arbon grandma, you know, like she wasn't like five removed. She was like right there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to commit. Let's see what happens. Well, I had gotten a text message from this girl that I went to college with and I hadn't seen her in a while. And I was like, oh, this is kind of random. And I thought the first thing that went through my head is she's reaching out to me for an MLM. Literally as I'm in an MLM reaching out to other people, the first thing I think of. And then I was like, no, I need to be, <laughs> I was like, I need to be more open-minded. I actually really did enjoy this person. Also, I should expand my network. So I should, yeah, I should respond and I should say, yes, I'll go to coffee with you. I'd love to go to coffee with you. And that way I can talk with her. Maybe she wants to buy Arbon. Maybe she wants to stop killing people with her shampoo and her lotion and buy Arbon. So I set up this coffee meeting for the morning of the training. I was going to go to this coffee with her and then drive to the training. I didn't live that close to it. I lived about an hour away. I go to this coffee. She, you know, gives me a hug. Hey, can I buy you something? And I was like, no, I've been here for a minute. I'm, I already have a coffee. And she's like, oh, I really wanted to buy it for you. And I was like, oh, no, that's okay. I'm good. She gets her coffee. She sits down and starts doing a little bit of chit chat. And then all of a sudden she's like, so 
I really wanted to talk to you because you have, like, you just reminded me when we were in school of just like the person that I want to have on my team, if I were to ever like do any sort of business. And she's like, and I just started this business and I really want you to be a part of it. You were the first person that came to my mind. I was like, ah, shit. I knew it. I knew it before I even, yes, I knew it. And so I was like, actually, I'm, I just joined Arbonne and I'm on my way to an Arbonne training conference, like literally after this coffee. And she kind of got flustered. And I was like, so do you just want to tell me, like, she wasn't telling me what the business was. And I was like, do you just want to tell me what it is? And maybe we can like collaborate. And she's like, I'm actually not supposed to say. And I was oh like, my gosh. okay, what does that mean? And she's like, well, since you're with Arbonne and you're already in a business, I'll, I'll just tell you what what I'm with. And maybe you want to do something different. She's like, I normally, I have this whole, you know, thing that I do because people are very weird about this. And I don't really want to like, we're supposed to talk to people first and get them to understand the value of the business before we tell them what it is. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh my God. And so I was like, okay, sounds like a scam. Sounds like Amway actually. It's Amway. I was going to say, what do you think it is? It's Amway. (laughs) (laughs) oh man I was like yes because the coffee shop and then it's the are you looking for a mentor and then it's like I don't know if the people that mentor would be interested in you or not I'll have to ask them so then you're like like, on the hook being like gee I hope I'm good enough (laughs) right and I but I like saw through the bs right away and I mean, I was in the BS. And so of course I saw it. I was literally driving to a training. I was getting my coffee before going to a training. I got really weird and I drove to this training just going like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? This is not the way I want to be. This girl lied to me. Like she said, I want to get coffee with you and catch up and we haven't seen each other in forever. But she was lying to me and was being incredibly predatory And basically got me to this coffee shop so that she could then pitch me Amway. And so I was like, I will never do that ever. And I didn't throughout my whole Arbonne career. I was with Arbonne for three years. I never once sent someone like I was very transparent, very upfront, probably why I did terrible in the business. (laughs) (laughs) I never did that because it like just grossed me out that day. I was so weirded out. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete.me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete.me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. 
The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, okay, so, so well, here's the other weird thing. They mentioned the word weird again that the Amway lady was like, Well, I got to do it this one way because people are really weird about this yeah. kind of stuff. And it's like, No, you are the one who makes it well, weird by lying, lying, and like being creepy happy with you. Yeah, so I never did that, but I had people try and do that to me all the time, and I just saw through the bullshit right away, like every time. That's kind of where that all, you know, I ended up going to the training and I told this person, Sue, that I felt like this was super culty, that I'm really kind of weirded out. I told her about the Amway situation and she's like, oh my gosh, we're so not like Amway. It's absolutely not like that. I don't know how, but somehow I was convinced during this training. It's so textbook though. Like it's so like, it's exactly what you would expect from someone in an MLM when you tell them about a different experience in a different MLM they're like we're not yeah. like that one at all don't worry no. about that we not don't do all. that weird stuff not at all we are not like that but I, I totally got bought in I was like all right all right so I ended up you know actually working the business and within a month or so I had hit district manager somehow I honestly don't know how it was like I think someone stacked my numbers because it was like 1130 at night, I got a text message saying that I hit district manager. I had not been working. I was asleep. Like, how did that even happen? Somehow it happened, but it did. And so I got invited to this super training with just our team with like the super duper 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 hun of Arbon. Her name is Cecilia. And she is this Brazilian lady who probably has I think the statistic was like 58% of the consultants are under her. She makes like, oh God, I don't even know, a ridiculous amount of money every month. I, I can't remember the numbers exactly, but it was insanity. And she, <laughs> wow. like, when we would go to the global training conference. She had us all wear the same shirt. We had to buy the same shirt from like T Public. You would, would think it. she would buy the shirt. She's the millionaire Arbon lady. It was insanity. When we would go, everybody was wearing the same shirt. And they would be like, oh, are you on so-and-so's team? I was like, I don't even know who that person is. We're all on Cecilia's team. Like, don't fool yourself. The reason you're wearing that shirt is because you are on Cecilia's team. She's trying to show everybody that she owns Arbon. Yeah. Wow. But I got invited to her house with my little team. So it was my RVP upline with a regional vice president, Arbon Speak, and her little team. So it was like all three of the RVPs plus their like direct downlines. And you had to do something that made you earn this trip, right? So I'm pregnant with my second kid when I had started Arbon. I forgot to mention that. So I go there pregnant and I go to this house and it's like this big deal. Like they are worshiping this lady as if she's like a celebrity or God. I mean, 
it was very weird. This lady put on like, I mean, there was probably 11 of us maybe. And she put on this whole spread of food and we had like a whole day of training and, you know, two hours worth of pictures with Cecilia. And she basically was talking about how we're so lucky to be there because the training from her, like praising her as if she was this God, it was a lot. Well, was the training sort of like how, you know, my, here's my secrets. You can do what I can do. Anyone can do this because basically, but she was the same shit you could have gotten from any, any of the trainings that she's ever put on ever. Right. But you said she has like half of Arbonne in her downline. Mm -hmm. So how can everybody have half of Arbonne in their downline? Like it's, it's mathematically impossible. Yeah. No one ever questioned that. Like, how are you training me to do what you do? It's, it's, there's not enough people in the world for me to be able to do that. Well, let me tell you what she would say. You need to work hard. She's like, I would, I came from Brazil. I was a janitor. And I joined Arbonne with no money in my pocket and I worked so hard. I was able to then move up a little bit, make a little bit of money. And so I then bought myself a nanny. She's like, I started paying for people to do things that I could be doing business during that time. So she had a nanny. She had someone come and like cook. She had cleaners. And she was telling us that we had to get these things, that we had to sacrifice our time with our kids so that we could work. We had to sacrifice any time we would spend cooking, working. We had to sacrifice any time we would spend. You don't need to clean your house. Get a house cleaner and spend that time working. What are you doing? Absolutely. Why would you not work? Lula Rose said the same thing. Deanne told us to do that. Uh, she said, get uh, hire help for anything that you don't want to do. Yeah. Get a house cleaner, get a cook. There's, there's uh, meal services that deliver the food. You just have to heat it up. Like how Eat them frozen lasagna. Yeah. Privileged. All the time. You are a privileged person to be able to say that. Like that is just disgusting. I mean, w- my husband and I have two incomes now and we still, I got a house cleaner once and I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. But I can never do that again. Like <laughs> it was one of the best things that I ever did for myself, but wow, that was expensive. And this silly, I can clean. It just was so privileged. We're all, you know, white women sitting in this lady's house she's a millionaire beyond millionaire she's telling us that we need to get house cleaners and it was just disgusting from that training i totally bought in i was all in i went to global training conference which is this big thing in vegas big 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 it's this big deal so big that i brought my seven week old baby with me and just wore her the whole time because i was told oh yeah all the moms do that There's so many moms with babies there. So I had, I had a terrible pregnancy. I had a terrible postpartum. I was very depressed, very anxious. I don't know what I was thinking. Honestly, I didn't realize I was that depressed and anxious. I wasn't on medication at that time. And it was horrific. I mean, I literally remember my, my child never slept ever. And I remember sitting in the hotel room and just crying just bawling my eyes out. Why did I do this? My child's not sleeping. I'm sitting here by myself. I could be home with my husband and my other kid. I'm sitting here bawling my eyes out, trying to rock my daughter to sleep while I just walked all over Vegas to get this training conference. And so I just constantly had this like negativity in the back of my head. I was always like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? No, you need to do this. I was basically gaslighting myself into all of this. Yeah, I was like telling myself constantly like, no, this is going to be so worth it. You can do this. It will be worth it in the end. 
you were really buying into that toxic positivity. I mean, Arbonne is <laughs> thick with it. <laughs> thick, very thick. Yes. I totally bought in. I ended up, I had a person join me. Her and I are still buds and we were going to do it our way. And we were always being told by our uplines that that's incorrect. And constantly, we were constantly being told we were incorrect. So Arbon, I'm sure you've heard, like they are the epitome of the, hey, hun, emails and uh, DMs. That was me for a while for a very long time we listened to all these trainings and there was all these people saying no you have to do it you have to do it you have to send like you know 10 a day and i wouldn't go to bed unless i did 10 a day and i had to not only do that but i also had to text three people asking for a party text three people asking to buy to like renew on product and text three people about asking to join the business so i would be asking nine people that i actually knew a day plus asking 10 random people on Instagram. And I always did it, you know, like I said, I was very transparent and stuff. I did do the hey hun. Like I would copy and paste other Arbon ladies, but I would also tweak it a little bit. I would try and find people that I thought I actually could help. Like in the back of my mind, I was like, these people would be so happy if they knew what I knew. They would jump for joy to know that they weren't going to kill their babies with their shampoo. You know, they weren't going to kill their babies by putting sunscreen on them. So like how bad did the greenwashing obsession get with you? Horrible. I actually had, so I ended up with two eating disorders and a working out disorder <laughs> and I'm in therapy for it and have been for a year trying to get over it. Um, and that's actually when I, I quit Arbon was when I found intuitive eating and realized that I had multiple eating disorders, but it was... I, so orthorexia, um, someone else had mentioned it on the podcast, Daniel Bolster. What's her podcast again? From Huns to Humans. Yes. I just started listening to that and it's really good. She's but great. Yeah, <laughs> she had talked about it with Arbonne and how orthorexia, she barely mentioned it, but I was deep, deep in orthorexia, like to the point of, I had Arbonne, um, hand soap in my purse and would use Arbonne hand soap instead of soap at the bathroom or soap at a friend's house, or like I would legit, if I had to wash my hands at a kitchen sink, I would go to my purse and discreetly pump soap into my hand and then go wash my hands. And it was ridiculous. And did anybody ever see you and say, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I just can't handle the toxins that are in things. So just so to be safe, I just kind of use what I have and I use Arbon because I mean, it was so bad. Orthorexia is all about being healthy and I took healthy to another level. So Arbon has um, the 30 days to healthy living and that's the program that most people run their business on. Most people don't run their business on the skincare and it's mostly the health because every 30 days you get a re-up um, versus the skincare is like every six months. So why not do the 30 days? Oh, the best part about the 30-day program, Arbonne didn't come up with the menus. Arbonne didn't come up with the plan. Arbonne supplied the products and put it into a package and gave it to you at a discount. So my upline came up with the menu. My upline came up with the 30-day program that we would put into the Facebook groups. And it was we wouldn't even put them into the Facebook groups. We would connect our account with a post my party and it would already be in there and my name would just pop up and it was just a implemented email. But we would get people into these 30-day programs by saying, you'll have a coach. We'll coach you through the whole thing. 
you will it's going to be you know and we didn't and no one did and this who came up with these menus like it just it's insane to me that these random women think that they can be nutritionists think that they can run these programs and tell people i mean it's literally 1200 calories a day and we're telling people to eat 1200 calories a day you and we're telling them they have like to uh, you know make sure you eat 1200 calories a day because i don't think if you actually added it up that it would be 1200 i think it was like nine and so you have to add in a couple snacks to make it 1200 at like an apple or you know oh it was insane so the 30-day program i got into pretty hard um i was depressed had anxiety I was already into the products postpartum. I was watching all these women obsessed with their Facebook and their Instagrams. And I had um, comparison syndrome so bad. I, you know, I won't be able to run my Arbonne business if I look like this, if I'm in a bigger body, I ended up with anorexia as well um, and was diagnosed with that as well as orthorexia. So the orthorexia is more along the lines of healthy. So I became so obsessed with what's not only in my products that I was putting on my body, but the food that was going in my body. So I would, I mean, I got anxiety going to a party or to a friend's house because I didn't think they would have food I could eat. If someone called me and asked me to go out to lunch, like to a restaurant, I would get anxiety. And I didn't know how to live my life without that that anxiety of not knowing whether or not, I, I just wouldn't eat. I wouldn't. Because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, is this organic? Is it actually organic? Is this pasture raised? Does it have sugar in it? Did you accidentally put milk in it or gluten in it? You know, like I was so obsessed. It's all I thought about literally all day. I tracked my food. I tracked my workouts. I was obsessed. I would track my food for the whole week in an app and I would plan it ahead. So Sunday night, I would sit down and I would plan my whole week through Saturday so that every day I knew what I was going to have. And there was no question. I wouldn't have to go, Oh crap. What am I eating today? It was in my app. And I knew how many calories it had. I knew what the macros of it were. Like it was so disordered and it took, I mean, I'm still in therapy over it. Wow. And this is all because of this 30 day program that got me like they say it's a 30 day program, but then they say, Oh, you should do it again. Oh, do maintenance where you do 80-20. So 80% of the time you do the Arbon program, 20% of the time you eat, you know, whatever you want. So they could still sell the product. They can still sell the 30-day program. I did it for two years, the 30-day program. You you ate like that for two whole years? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yep. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I, no one told me no. Everyone was telling me that I was doing great. Oh my God, you're losing so much weight. You've lost so much weight. You look amazing. You're so motivated. I could never be that motivated. You know, like people were praising me for being on this program for two years when it's a 30 day program that, that someone just came up with. It's not even really a thing. It's literally just products packaged in a box that you get a discount on. And then someone decided to call it a 30 days to healthy living, create a menu plan. It's not even real. Oh my God. It's, I, I, I'm like speechless. I, I can't imagine who else out there is dealing with this. I mean, there were these women 
you know, the mega huns that I was obsessed with over Instagram and just poured over their Instagrams and their stories was comparing myself to, they would do the 30 day program constantly. And they were tiny and they would be like, oh yeah, I lost only, you know, three pounds or whatever. It was, it's more about health and I just feel good. And it's like, F you and you're three pounds, lady. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it makes me sick to think about the people that I put into that situation. It makes me sick that my daughter watched me do that to myself and my son, both, but mostly my daughter. It makes me sad for her. It makes me sad that I'm doling out a bunch of money for therapy every week. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's just, it's just unfortunate. It's, and nobody's going to take the blame for that. That's on me. At least that's what they're going to say if I were to say anything about it. Well, it's a 30-day thing. That's not, we didn't tell you to do that. Yeah. Of course, it'll so, always be your fault because always. they will never, ever, ever take any part of any blame or any accountability at all. Yeah. You know, no fault is ever 100%. There, You were coerced. You were put in situations. You were told things. You were manipulated. You were lied to totally. consistently. Totally. And then when you crashed and burned, they were like, what? We didn't tell you to do any of that. You're like, kind of though. Yeah. So it's a vicious cycle. It's oh, it's it horrible. Is. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you're out and realizing this cycle is not about you specifically and it is systemic and you're getting the help that you need and yeah. you're working through all those things. I'm so sorry That's that you went through any of that because you didn't need to. No, definitely not. And, you know, my poor kids, they had to go all those, go through all those ups and downs with me. I mean, we were vegan. We were raw vegan because you have to just keep upping the ante when you don't get the results you're looking for. Then you just go to the next one. You go to the next one. You go to the next one. And so my poor children were eating nothing, basically. And I was told by the doctor that they need to be eating more because I wasn't feeding them enough food that they could like actually grow on because I thought I was doing right by them I thought I was that they were healthy that they weren't eating sugar they weren't eating gluten they weren't eating anything milk products I mean my poor babies now I'm just like whatever you want go eat it you know <laughs> you see and even the fact that you understand that disordered eating that you were in and that toxic diet culture that you lived in and now your kids are seeing you outside of it and so mm -hmm. you know maybe there's some damage but what you're doing now is reversing that damage by teaching yep. them that food is delicious and fun and enjoyable and pleasurable and nutritious and, and it's not bad yeah. and you don't have to be afraid of it like let's not be afraid of the thing that keeps us alive you don't need to get crippling anxiety when someone asks you to go have lunch or ask you to go to a birthday party. You know, it was tough. Another one of the things that you mentioned in your email that I thought was interesting um, is how Arbon will hold your pay if you don't purchase enough product. Yep. yep. So can you explain so, that to us? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if they do this anymore. Uh, you know, I've been out of Arbon now. It was 2020, I think, is when I finally quit. But your paycheck would consist of commission as well as whatever you made from your team. It was called overrides. And so if you didn't place a personal order, so there was QV, which is qualifying volume, and then there's PQV, personal qualifying volume. 
your personal qualifying volume, you had to hit 125 every single month to be able to get your paycheck. Well, there was one month that my husband and I were really struggling. We had bought a lot of product, you know, before that, and we were pretty stocked up. And so I was like, I don't, I just can't this month. And so I didn't. And I was like, you know, it'll be fine. Um, I'll just get my paycheck the next month thinking that it would just like roll over and it didn't show up on my next month paycheck. So I called and I was like talking to somebody, Hey, you know, I didn't place my 125 personal order last month. Um, but I didn't, I did this month and I didn't get my pay from last month. It didn't roll over into this paycheck. Oh yeah, no, that it just goes away. If you don't make your 125 personal volume, you don't get paid for that month. And I was like, well, where does it go? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I can't really speak on that. I'm not sure what happens to it. And I was like, so my money, like my commissions that I made from my actual clients who bought product from me and I worked hard for, you know, making those three calls a day, doing parties that my client pay, not just my overrides, everything was gone. And if I would have known that, I would have made the 125 personal order because it was far more than 125 that I would have gotten, 600 bucks probably, you know, but still that's $600 that just went away, poof, gone. That's that pay to play right there. You have to spend 125 in points, which you said it's not really dollar for dollar. Right. So, but you're, so you're spending probably 80 to a hundred dollars a month right. minimum with shipping to hit that. Plus shipping. Yeah. Plus shipping. Right. Weighted shipping. <laughs> yep. You know, but if you don't, you don't get paid at all. You don't qualify. If you don't spend that money, you don't qualify. You have to spend the money to get the money. You have Which to. Which is ridiculous because you could have a whole slew of qualifying volume, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. And this goes right into like the buying your bonus, right? Like you're not buying your whole bonus, but I mean, I guess you could, but you're looking and going, Oh, I'm qualified, but I, I didn't spend 125. Maybe I only spent a mm -hmm. hundred. I need to get 25 more personal qualifying points to get my bonus. Well, what's my bonus? Oh, well, my bonus is 600 and I'm only going to have to spend 50. Well, okay. Right. That's, that's 550 well, in the green. I did that constantly. Too. Yeah. People all do that all the time. time. Yeah. But here it's like built into Arbon. It's like yeah. part of it. Like you have to do it. Obviously. It's, it's not an option. Right. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I know. Yeah. So that one was tough. That was a tough blow. I was like, ooh, these were like all the things that were kind of making me work my way out. Like that one hit. Um, and then the whole like finding, I mean, I didn't find intuitive eating and get on that train for a little while, but there was just like all these little things that kind of started happening and I remember at one global training conference, I mean, this is global. There were, there was a, a man who was an ENVP. He was doing a training on stage. And then afterwards he prayed over everybody and was like, it was very like an evangelical thing. He was like, everybody say, you know, um, I believe in God. And like, I mean, it like the whole, the whole Vegas uh, conference I mean, there's 25,000 of us chanting and it was insane. That was the last one I went to. I had to get out of there. I <laughs> could not handle that. But like, what about people that aren't Christian right. that are in that audience? Like what, what, do, how do they feel? Well, my direct upline, Sue, she, uh, she, she's very 
Christian. She's actually a missionary um, or was and she, uh, her and her husband, that's how they met. And um, she looked at me and she was like, Ooh, he might get in trouble for that one. And it was like, well, good. Because there's so, I mean, that just, again, ostracizes people that may not be part of that. Like, you know, he was like, everyone with me say amen. And like everyone in the room said it because they probably didn't want the person next to them to think that they were not part of the group. They didn't, you know, they didn't want their upline to look down on them. I had another, my, my friend who was my, um, direct downline. She was the only one I ever had. Uh, (laughs) she wanted me to tell a story on here about how, um, our ENVP, direct uh, like not my direct but my like grandma my arbon grandma she told me that it's so good that we got um this person into arbon so that they can come to god because she's terrified that if she wasn't in arbon then she would never have come to god and it's like is that what we're doing here is that and it apparently it was well haven't you seen all the bumper stickers around arbon saves (gasps) no I have not. Oh. I'm just kidding. There's no. I was like, is but, this a thing? Oh my god, that's funny. That is hilarious. Arbon saves. Uh, that is too funny. I I got really scared. I was like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, she. Uh, I mean, this this lady, uh, she was on a prospecting call with me, and the girl that I was prospecting, she went to my church. I met her through everything. It it, it was a church thing. Uh, and she was telling my upline, well, I don't know if I want to sell anything because what I actually want to be doing and, you know, is talking about God. If I'm going to be talking to somebody, I'm going to be talking to them about God. And my upline was like, great, that's awesome because this is a great platform to do that. That's what I do. That's what my sister does. You know, that's what we use Arbon for. And she just like spelled it all out and was basically like, yeah, you know, that's what I'm here for. I sell um, skincare products, but then I actually like get in people's homes and you know become a a friend of theirs and make a relationship with them and bring them to god pyramid scheme with the side of faith manipulation oh my gosh i'm on this prospecting call almost like throwing up in my mouth a little bit you know like oh no we can't do that that's not okay i don't know (laughs) if i'm okay with that you know and it was like uh another one of the ones where i was almost on my way out and all that happened so it just feels like Arbon is like the Stepford Wives generator of MLMs. Oh, it is. I mean, you have to be, you know, conventionally beautiful to do well. You have to be conventionally small bodied and do these 30 day programs and show people that they work and, and prove results. You have to be outgoing. And, you know, I would always say like, I'm just not outgoing enough. I'm not good at sales and um, oh, just fake it till you make it. And, you know, just look to your upline and they would always say, um, take your upline's confidence, take your upline's story. If you don't have one, just take her story. If you don't have a good story for it, just take hers and take your uplines, you know, whatever it may be. Like if you didn't feel like you were confident enough that day, or you weren't outgoing enough, just take your uplines outgoingness. It's like, if you're trying to tell somebody a story and your sad life isn't pathetic enough, use someone else's sad, pathetic life story. Exactly. It's just, again, the competency is deception. It's all lies. Well, they told me to project where I was going. 
And so I would tell people all the time, like, yeah, I'm getting my car in six months because I, that's Why? what I was projecting. So when I was oh my God. prospecting someone, I mean, we read books about literally prospecting. I think in the, in the title of the book, it was like something prospecting, like 17 ways to prospect or seriously. But yeah, I was told to just, you know, project where I want to go. And so just, yep, I'm getting my car in six months and I'm super excited about it. And everyone's like, oh my God, congratulations. That's amazing. Because it shows people that you can, that they can do it too. I mean, I burned so many bridges. I ruined so many relationships. It's just, I went through my, my uh, Facebook messages and my Instagram messages and I went through every single one and said sorry to people and said, I am so incredibly sorry for hounding you for the past like three years for, I mean, there were some where I would send them messages. And one, one way that we would get around it is we would send someone a message. If they didn't respond the next, within the next day, we would say, I'm sorry, did I make this weird? And that way it put it back on them to respond of like either oh no 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 it's fine you know like can you imagine if your friend messaged you so manipulative and it worked every time well of course it did because one yes you did make it weird and then two calling it out people are like dang oh okay right well I have to sort of soften the blow and be like no I I was just busy busy. or oh it's okay I, I never check these messages or whatever it is no Wow. And that was one that came from my upline. I mean, I literally was an upline robot. I did everything they said to do. And I'd swear I wasn't going to do that. The only thing I never did was text someone and ask them to go to coffee and then ambush them with Arbonne. That was the only thing I never did. But well, everything, else I did, your convictions. <laughs> everything else I did, and I did it hard. I mean, I went at it hard. And I, uh, got you know messages back on Instagram there was one where I got a message back and this girl was like this is so incredibly predatory you are horrible I can't believe you're doing this it specifically says in my Instagram that I do not deal with MLMs um I am triggered by you talking about weight loss like she just went off and so I got on we had a Voxer. Um, I don't know if that's even a thing anymore, but we had a Voxer account where, uh, you know, our whole team could talk together and stuff. And I went on and I was like, so I'm not doing that anymore because I got this message and it made me feel terrible. And I, she's so right. Like I cannot do this anymore. I'm not going to be cold calling people. I'm not going to be, you know, it was deleted immediately. And Sue called me immediately after I said all this and was like you can't talk like that because people listen to you you're a leader and if you say that then no one else is going to do it and this is my team that you're affecting this is my team that you're telling like not to do this thing that we've all specifically said we're going to do and um I mean I was I felt awful I was like oh my god you're so right I'm sorry you know like I can't believe I did that I can't believe I And she's like, you don't know, like, that was one person that said that to you. Like, you could help so many other people in your life. You could, you know, you could reach out to someone and they might really need it. And you're not going to anymore. And you're telling my whole team not to do it. You could be ruining other people's lives just because of what one person said. 
So mm-hmm. I constantly had oh this. God. And that was like midway the through. Gaslighting. Where I was all the way in. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. I mean, I, I was all the way in at that point. And I was still underlying in the back of my head going, this isn't right. What I'm doing is not right. But then I was told that, no, it is right. I should be doing it. And so I kept doing it. I mean, to the point of, it was disgusting that the things that I would, I just, I feel like, like, I feel so gross. I I sent probably 300 messages um, to people saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did this to you. I'm sorry that I, I was in a cult. I was gaslit. I was under immense pressure. I was under immense pressure from myself, from my team, from my upline. Uh, and I am so sorry that I hounded you and that I wouldn't take no for an answer. I wouldn't. Wow. So what was the final straw? And then how did you leave? The final straw for me, it, I mean, there was, it was a lot of things all the, you know, it was kind of like, it was a soup. It was building up and building up. <laughs> but for me, it was the, it was finding intuitive eating and knowing that I needed to stop drinking a shake for breakfast and a shake for lunch and then only eating like chicken and broccoli for dinner. Um, you know, I, I completely agree. But as <laughs> soon as you said that, it reminded me of the slim fast commercials in the eighties. Oh my God. Do you remember that? Yeah. Shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch, lunch. and a sensible dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what we it's did. Like that... ingrained into our brains from being kids. That was the Arbon 30. Uh, I hate that meal plan. It's the worst one of all of them. Yep. It was awful. You can't even have coffee. Like that is the, yeah, I would I do, quit. I would do, uh, it was the fizz sticks. You were supposed to replace your coffee with fizz sticks. Not going to happen. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, I did that for a very long time. Didn't have coffee. Um, because so it, you- it was hurting my adrenal glands. Roberta, don't you understand? Coffee hurts your adrenal glands. <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. And I we can just say anything how... we want to say. And it's true because totally. that's what I believe. And I can believe what I want to believe. And those are your opinions. Oh. And these are mine. Oh my gosh. That just reminded me. My, um, my, my buddy who's my, who was my only downline, her dad is a doctor. And when she was trying to tell him all this stuff and like how the probiotics Oh, it was the seven day cleanse. We have the seven day cleanse that is like a colon cleanse. And she's telling her dad that it like removes heavy metals from your system and like pulls toxins and all this stuff. And he was like, uh, that's not like how your organs work. And he's (laughs) like, your organs actually like remove toxins on their own. Like, otherwise you would be dead. And so you don't need it's your body's fine. It's doing a good job. You don't need to like, like do a colon cleanse for seven days once every 30 days that's what i did every 30 days one week out of the 30 yeah every three weeks you were colon blowing it out yep oh my god for the sake of health health. yeah and i judged the shit out of people who were not as healthy as me when i saw someone eating something that was like i don't know good tasting i would be like (laughs) oh man they're so not healthy i'm way healthier than them i can't believe they're ruining their bodies i can't believe they're putting all those toxins in their bodies i cannot believe it they need arbon more than they can even imagine 
Um, I mean, I was so brainwashed. I Do you also like, think that you were justifying your jealousy of people eating delicious oh, things by being absolutely. like, oh, well, I'm so much healthier than you. So yeah, go on absolutely. and eat that ice cream. You heathen, enjoy those toxins and disgusting, sugar. gross, unhealthy person. I'm so much healthier than you. I don't yeah. even need ice cream. I can freeze a banana and pretend it's ice cream. And I did. <laughs> I know yes, I you absolutely did. Because I've done it too. Yes. And I would go to a sushi restaurant and instead of putting delicious soy sauce, I would use coconut aminos. I was going to say amino acids. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. This yes, is yes, why yes. I need therapy. <laughs> it was ingrained into everything I did. I was so brainwashed. I look back on myself now and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Who was that person? Who I just don't understand. I don't understand how I got sucked into that, especially since underlying all the time, the whole time I was in, I would think this is a cult. This is culty. This is creepy. This is weird. And then someone would tell me it wasn't. Oh, you're right. You're right. Somehow I'd be like, oh yeah, of course. No, that was wrong. That that thought I just had, that thought's not going to get me my car. So I need to banish that thought right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Who is that? toxic hungry girl <laughs> jesus i don't know i'm glad I, she's gone I'm me glad she's too gone. i would do the five minute morning or i forget see now i don't even oh miracle morning have you ever heard of that no. you wake up really early like stupid early quit i already quit i already quit <laughs> i did it every day my miracle morning i would sit down i would write my gratitude I would work out. I would, I mean, I would work out for 20 minutes in the morning and then I would also go to the gym and work out for two hours on top of that. Yes. It was very, oh, Roberta, I can't even begin to tell you. I don't like even thinking where I could find an additional two and a half hours to just work out every day. I, I don't even know where I would put that. So being a stay-at-home mom, I had, my kids were 18 months apart. Um, so going to the gym and putting them in daycare was like the best thing that ever happened to me. And so I think I used it as an outlet as well to like get some alone time. Absolutely. So, so I, there's another vulnerability that you're feeding, which is fueled by the workouts at home, which are done by Beachbody and the nutrition at home, which is, you know, by Arbonne and you're living in this like very cyclical, toxic diet culture and it's really like it's you're also you're self-medicating because the really the only thing you really want in your life is just a little bit of free time just a little bit and you have that at the gym so yeah of course you're gonna want to go there as much as you can mm -hmm. wow yeah I worked out like six days a week and I ate 1200 calories a day and people told me how amazing I was and it was just fueled <sighs> it yeah absolutely I was gonna say that too I and hate that I don't I don't want that praise anymore Ooh, I ate it up. It was like the best thing that ever happened to me. I think because I needed it. I, that's what I was doing all of this for. I was doing it so that I could fuel my Arbon business and be one of those mega huns that was all over Instagram that was running their business like just from their phone. I mean, whatever. They're working probably 80 hours a week. I was working probably 40 just on Arbon stuff between calls and parties. and But you were so close to that car. 
Oh God, no. <laughs> I was so far away, but I was only six months away. But in reality, no, I never saw someone on my team. I was there for three years and never saw a single person have a car party on my team. You never went to another car party? Just I went to one? car parties outside of our team, but not oh. everyone on my own team. Nobody on my team. I didn't know, like personally know a single person that got their car after I joined. It was all just. Yeah, it's just a very powerful recruiting tool. Lots of smoke and mirrors. <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you're out. What are you doing now? What, how's life been? Um, great. So I am eating, which is awesome. So good to hear it. Yes. <laughs> and if, and I'm doing joyful movement, not obsessive stuff. Um, Absolutely. So yes. Yep. I'm actually hanging out with my family and my children instead of being on calls constantly. Um, <laughs> no, I actually have a, uh, full-time marketing position. I do SEO for a marketing agency. So I work from home still from my computer. It's a real thing. People, you can actually get a real job that is remote, especially now after COVID there's so many of them. I got a real marketing job working from my computer at home with my children, making real money for what I'm doing, not pretend money. But yes, that's what I'm doing these days. That's Camping, amazing. Hiking, going off the grid, not taking my phone. I'm not on any social media. I got off completely because I cannot handle it. It it was so toxic for me. So absolutely. I feel you on that. <laughs> I absolutely do. Breaks are an essential part of being on social media, whether it's a forever break or mm -hmm. just a mental break when you need it. I am 100% pro taking breaks from social media when you need them. I know. And I, people always ask me if I do social media marketing and I'm like, no, absolutely not. I cannot do that because I don't even, I don't even know, like, I don't even know what TikTok looks like. So no, I can't do an ad for you on TikTok. <laughs> Are you ready to do some rapid fire questions? Oh, geez. Yeah. You know how it works. Take your time. What is one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? Toxic. Brilliant. Give me a warning to somebody who's listening who might still be on the fence and want to join an MLM. Ooh. The reviews that you read that are negative and the anti-MLM stuff that you're seeing that is negative is real. When I went I went looking into Arbonne and Googled and I was reading it and I was like, these are just disgruntled people that didn't make it, you know, like I'd probably be frustrated too, but 99% or I don't even know the statistics. So those reviews are real. Don't disregard them. Don't like actually read them and see if it's something that, I mean, just don't do it, but read the reviews and believe in them. <laughs> right. On don't the off chance they are real. Like, use caution. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? Arbon. I want, I mean, I want to say others, but I think that LuLaRoe was incredibly predatory and, um, you know, I spent an ungodly amount of money on LuLaRoe because I joined, you know, all those Facebook groups and all of that stuff. And I had one lady that I was close with and she did the, the, lives and you had to get it right that second or it was going to go away and so you were on constantly and just like mine 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 I spent so much money and I don't own a single LuLaRoe piece anymore I've thrown them all away actually I own one 
Um, it's a Carly and I cut off the sleeves. Yeah. It's a great summer, like cleaning it's laundry day kind of dress. Totally. But no, I think Arbon just because it's not, there is no real program. The 30 days to healthy living isn't, isn't real. Nobody came up with it. Not a dietitian, not a, uh, nutritionist. There's no doctor behind it. The recipes are made up. It's not okay for them to be doing what they're doing. What is the hardest lesson that you learned in MLM? That I can be bought by that, you know, like I can, I can buy in, I can, I don't know. I just, it's, it makes me feel so gross to know that I was doing that to people and that I was reaching out to people that way. And I never in my entire life would think that I would do that. And I look back now and think how did that's not even something that I would ever consider. So that was a really hard lesson to learn. Like I totally bought in. I can see how like the Nexium women ended up where they did because when you're brainwashed like that and you think that what you're doing is right and good for people, then it makes it hard to see elsewhere. And that was really, that was a hard one for me to wrap my head around. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, And what is the positive takeaway from this experience for you? I think the positive is that, you know, I learned that I'm stronger than all of that. I learned that I can take my, I learned that I'm in control. I can take my mental health back. I can take my actual health back. I thought I was healthy and I was incredibly not healthy. And um, so I'm, I'm in control and that's what I've, I've actually taken away from that is that I, I finally have control over what I'm doing with myself and my body. I love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much, Adelie. This has been such a cool conversation. Thank you for just like going and deep diving with me on this. The Arbonne is like so much worse than I ever thought it ever was like so much worse. I'm just, this has been great. Thank you. You are so welcome. This has been so great. And thank you again. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told. Hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. <laughs>